This is the Jason Walker Show. Two-time National Sports Media Association Montana Sportscaster of the Year and three-time loser, the Jason Walker Show. The best local and statewide sports coverage featuring the biggest guests from Montana. Flint Rasmussen uh, joining us here on the Jason Walker Show. He's freaking exhausting, too. You used to dance a lot more. Yeah, I know, lady. I'm 51 years old now. The NAI Hall of Famers, Mike Van Deese joining us here, Jason Walker Show. And is it just a deal where quarterbacks have to be good golfers? Well, that's all they have time for. They don't work out. They don't lift weight. They don't do anything else. They might as well go get on the golf course and at least have some fun. And from across the country. Doug Gottlieb, I guess, here on the Jason Walker Show. End of the day, remember, it, it's your show. It's got your name on it. Howie Mandel, our guest here. Jason Walker. Deal or no deal. The Jason Walker Show. Broadcasting from the Major Mortgage Man Cave. Here's Jason Walker. Hey, yo, happy Thursday, the Jason Walker Show. Presented by Capital Collision Center, Montana State Law says it is your vehicle, it is your choice where you have it repaired, choose Capital Collision Center here inside the Major Mortgage Man Cave. And a fun show coming up today, we're going to uh, talk rodeo. National Finals gets underway tonight down in uh, Arlington, Globe Life Field. On the baseball field there for the Texas Rangers in Arlington, Texas. We will also check in with Capital Girls Basketball Coach Katie Garson-Forba. Practice is supposed to start Monday. That is when school returns, both Helena High and Capital, to in-person learning, at least the hybrid model. But we'll talk to Katie Garson-Forba, the Capital Coach, as uh, the Bruins get ready for the season to defend a title that they were co-champs with last year. Of course, we all know about everything of that. Uh, on this day in history coming up. And yesterday I forgot to talk about the Texas waitress. So we will talk about um, that as well coming up. But we start with our daily COVID. 65,122 total cases, 899 new ones in the state of Montana. 722 deaths, 474 in the hospital, 16,040 active cases. 48,360 have recovered including yours truly and the wife. Um, she's still not entirely past it, but yeah. Anyway, um, so that is our COVID update, numbers-wise. Now our COVID update for the sports. We knew about Tuesday, we knew about Carroll College and Tech because there are cases in the Carroll College women's program for basketball. Also cases on the Montana Tech men and women, so they're shut down for two weeks. And then today it comes out that Rocky and Northern have been postponed because of COVID-related issues, according to the Frontier Conference and MSU Northern. So that leads me to believe that the cases are in Northern. Uh, both doubleheaders Saturday and Sunday at the Fortin Center now will not be played. They will uh, be remade or rescheduled. So it would have been the season openers for both men's teams and also for the Rocky women. Remember, Northern women played in Helena last weekend against LC State and Valley City State going one and one. And then the next day we find out that Carroll had his cases. So I wonder if that has anything to do with why the Northern games at Rocky have been canceled or postponed. Remember, we have to say postpone, not cancel, because they're not officially canceled. Just postponed. So does that tie in? Remember Tuesday we talked about that. Does that tie in? Does Carroll having cases, having had Northern in the same gym with LC State and Valley City State, is that now why Northern can't play at Rocky this weekend? Remember we said it's going to affect some teams. Well, it seems to be affecting Northern and Rocky. So that means... Carroll Tech, Northern Rocky. Remember, Carroll was supposed to play at Oregon State in an exhibition on uh, Monday night. But that didn't happen because of cases in the Carroll women's basketball team. So it just makes a lot of sense. See, the, 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 the trickle-down effect here. Right? 
I haven't heard anything at LC or Valley City, but we know tech has issues. They were shut down for two weeks. That came out Monday, I believe. And then Monday it was announced that Carol, and now today, two days late, three days later, Northern announces that they can't play men or women at Rocky. So there are no Frontier Conference games for the opening weekend of conference play this weekend. I mean, this is real, right? This isn't just something that we're making up. This is actual legit issues going on, and it's affecting Frontier Conference men's and women's basketball. Now, they're not going to be fans in the stands. But like I asked you Tuesday, what are we doing here? Um, seriously. And it's not about the bottom line because there's no fans in the stands, so there's no money being made. So what what are we doing here, folks? Like, man, just think about think about this stuff. Teams are now being affected in the frontier and conference games. We saw conference games being affected in the Big Sky. Southern Utah Lady Grizz not going to play Thursday, which is tonight. Or Saturday. I don't know why, by the way, that they're not doing back-to-backs like the Frontier. I don't know why they need a day in between in the Big Sky Conference. You don't. Anyway. Um, but, yeah, this is <laughs> it's just frustrating. And it's frustrating to keep having to chat about it. But it's because a lot of people aren't paying attention. Just follow the rules. That's all we got to do. Wear your mask. I was wearing my mask and, and still ended up with COVID. Um, wife wore her mask. But wash your hands, wear your mask, social distance. Which makes me wonder, how in the world are we going to get through a basketball season, a wrestling season? And I would think that the chlorine in the pool would kill anything <laughs> for swimming. But we still got to be safe about that. I mean, just come on, people. All right. The uh, awards are starting to come out. Class AA all-conference football teams announced Eastern AA. We'll start there. Defensive MVP Neil Daly out of uh, West, runners-up. The offensive MVP of the East, Junior Bergen of Senior and Taco Dowler of West. Offense, uh, let's see here. Those are your big ones. Defense, uh, Kenneth Iden, we know he's so good. Let's move over to the West. Well, let's stay with the East, I guess. People across the state listen to this thing. Um, we appreciate that. And we, uh, we know there's a video issue. By the way, you can listen to this show, Podbean, Network One Sports, TreasureStateRadio.com. You can watch on Facebook. Twitter, and YouTube. All right, offensive uh, tight ends, Ryland Schlepp out of Gallatin and Jackson Williams from Skyview. Uh, Tackles, John Brown, Ethan DeRoche, Zach Malcolm, Eli Rowan, Jacob Anderson, Winslow Perry. Guards, Peyton Morton. Peyton Morton's a stud. Uh, Great family as well. Uh, Jaden Hoff, Zach Newton, and Carson Bain. Cameron Spencer, Thomas Kleps, Tyler Marr, Carter Warnick for centers. Wide receivers, Neil Daly, Taco Dowler, Tucker McBeth, Jackson Berkeley, Levi Torgerson, Caden Dowler, Cedric Miller, and Peyton Sanders. Fullbacks, Liam Swenson, Kenneth Iden IV, running backs, Jacob Miller, uh, Jamie Medlock, Michael DeLeon, Jess Wattenberger, and Ryan Correa. Quarterbacks, Junior Bergen, Isaiah Clunch, Jordan Jones, Reed Harris. There's some good names right there. Um, and then a bunch bunch of the same names on defense, too. A lot of double-A players playing both ways. All right, Western double-A. Offensive MVP, Sentinel senior, Camden Sermon. Defensive MVP, Sentinel teammates, Gino Leonard and Soren Sivrud. Tight ends from Sentinel, Zach Cruz. Buttes, Jake Olson, and Glacier's Luke Billow. Tackles, Rocco Bakari of uh, Glacier, 
Judson Selesker, uh, Selesker of Helena, Zach Hengis, Sentinel, Parker Lindsay, Sentinel, Zach Tierney, Butte, Kevin Northey, Capital. Guards, pretty heavy. Dylan Rollins, Ramsey Knoll, Sentinel, Josh Goldman, Helena, uh, Ty Rea, Butte, Jamie Michelotti, Capital. Um, centers from the West. Gino Leonard, Sentinel. DJ Jackson, Butte, Dylan Cunningham, Capital. These are your Western AA offensive stars. Wide receivers, Ian Finch out of Hellgate. Filardi, uh, Leo Filardi from Hellgate. Dexter Tedesco from Helena. TJ Roush, Sentinel. Hayden Cruz, Sentinel. Quinn Belcher, Capital. Rafe Miller, Helena. Chase McGurin, Helena. So that's a loaded wide receiver class. Uh, fullbacks, Charlie Kurgan out of Sentinel, Zach Evans from Helena, Ben Swanson from Helena. Running backs, Jake Rendina, so good. Out of Glacier, Soren Servrud, Sentinel, Donovan South, Sentinel, Christian Vetter, Butte. Quarterbacks, Helena's Caden Hewitt, Dante Mori from uh, Hellgate, Sentinels, uh, both Camden Servin and Dayton Bay. Punter is uh, uh, Camden Dernberger from Sentinel and Casey Countsman from Butte. And then athlete, Jace Kluswitz and Colton, uh, Coulter Janicaro. All right, on the defensive side, got Zach Cruz from Sentinel, Tyler Little from Capital, Charlie Kurgan from Sentinel, Jake Olson from Butte, Aiden Lee from Butte, and Ethan Davey from Glacier. Lineman for Suero. From Helena, Rocco Bakari Glacier, uh, Sentinels Daniel Diefert, Zach Tierney, Butte, Talon Marsh Capital. As a sophomore, that's impressive. Nice job, Zach Carson from Helena, Joe Holzer from Sentinel. Your uh, inside linebackers. Well, I'll just do your inside and your outside together. These are all your linebackers that are on the Western AA All uh, Conference. Zach Evans, Helena, Gino Leonard, Sentinel, Chase Williams, Sentinel, Colby Jensen, Big Sky, Race Neal, Capital, Alec Thomas, Flathead, uh, Chayton Winkle, Capital, Marcus Evans, Helena, Soren Sivrud, Sentinel, Hughesby, uh, Sean Hughesby, Big Sky, Ryan Wolstead, Hellgate. Man, just some unbelievable kids. Uh, safeties, Helena's Ben Swanson, Sentinel's Cluswitch, uh, Donovan South, Sentinel, Jacob Wellnell, Capital, Tyler Hausman from Glacier and Tanner Huff from Butte Corners. Helena's Chase McGurin, TJ Roush from Sentinel, Christian Hansen from Butte, Connor McCarthy, Sentinel, David Lowry, Helena, Braden Terzos, uh, Hellgate, Mason Green, Capital. So there you go. Your defense and your offense for the Western and Eastern AA. All State, I think, is out tomorrow. So that's pretty awesome. Pretty good list there, too. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back, and when we do, we're going to talk some hoops with one of the state champs. Capitals got some good stuff going on. Volleyball's won three straight. Women's or girls' basketball's looking for a second straight double-A title. We'll talk to Coach Katie Garson-Forbo when we return. Jason Walker Show is presented by Capital Collision Center. New vehicles keep coming, and Capital Collision Center keeps earning certifications to repair them. They're Helena's newest GM-certified facility. No matter the make or year, they repair your car to manufacturer's standards and requirements, maintaining its safety and value. Montana State Law says it's your vehicle and it's your choice where you have it repaired. Choose Capital Collision Center, certified in GM, Subaru, and Nissan, and Helena's only shop certified in Honda, Acura, and Ford. When you value safety, go to Capital Collision Center on Euclid. Have you thought about buying a home and just don't know where to begin? Well, when it comes to one of the most important purchases one can make, we understand it can be frustrating and confusing, but it doesn't have to be. Let the Major Mortgage Team help you with all your mortgage needs. Major Mortgage means major service, and we would love the opportunity to help you today. Give J.R. McFadden, NMLS number 1246357, a call today at 406-465-1918, or you can visit him at 2001 11th Avenue, Building A, Suite 3 in Helena. Major Mortgage is a division of AMCAP Mortgage, NMLS number 129122, equal housing lender. 
Who doesn't love being number one? When your team's dominating the standings or your favorite band rocks the charts at number one, it feels good, right? Kind of like how it feels when you have auto insurance with State Farm. Because making you feel like number one is an honor your local State Farm agent takes seriously. Through the good times and not so good, your State Farm agent's proud to be here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Mike Miller in Helena today. Yes, it's true that Montana is a long way from the Gulf Coast, but you can bring that Cajun flavor home with a stop at Cafe Zydeco. From po'boys to classic sandwiches, Cafe Zydeco has all the best Cajun in town. Are you in the mood for seafood gumbo or crawfish etouffee? Maybe you're craving jambalaya with some shrimp and grits. Head in for breakfast, lunch, or dinner, or call ahead for pickup or delivery. Cafe Zydeco will fix all your southern cravings, even on a chilly Montana day. Cafe Zydeco is a proud sponsor of the Jason Walker Show. Jason Walker here, and I want to tell you about a great place that's going to make you feel better in just an hour. Ocean Spirit Massage. From deep tissue to hot stone and more, Ocean Spirit Massage will get your sore, tired muscles feeling like new. Whether you overdid it working out, hiking the hills, playing golf, whatever it is, or even if you're pregnant, you will walk away feeling better than you have in years. Book now for yourself or make it a couple's massage. And gift certificates are always available as well. Visit OceanSpiritMassage.com or call 417-0542. Storewide savings are what you'll find when you shop for new home furnishings at Rutgers Furniture. This means tremendous values on Helena's largest in-stock selection of home furnishings. When you shop Rutgers, you'll find storewide savings on the furniture you want for every room in your home. And you'll also find our selection of Serta iComfort, the most comfortable beds in Helena. 12-month financing is available with approved credit on most purchases over $289. Ask for details. You'll find storewide savings at Rutgers Furniture, 1010 Dearborn, Helena. Uh, welcome back. Jason Walker Show. This segment brought to you by Rutgers Furniture. Make the quality choice for your home at Rutgers Furniture, 1010 Dearborn, Helena. Still to come here on... Uh, the show presented by Capital Collision Center. We will uh, talk some rodeo, get you set for the national finals tonight, and uh, much more. But uh, want to welcome in our first guest. We haven't talked to her since, gosh, March, April. I don't even remember. It's been a while, and I was missing her voice. And I thought the other night, you know what? I'm going to send her a text. Katie Garson Forba joins us. Oh, I know when we talked last. It was when you were named Coach of the Year, um, Catherine. And uh, <laughs> I think that was the last time we spoke. But, I uh, think so. And I think that, oh, God, I don't even know. It's all been a blur at this point. I don't even know when that was. <laughs> um, I know, right? Yeah, I, can, I can't remember. So um, how you been, though? You know, I've been good. Uh, you know, can't complain too much. Things are obviously different for us. I'm working from home remotely, but I, we've got a good setup for that. And we haven't been impacted, you know, with our jobs, my husband and myself. And so, you know, all in all, you know, things things are a little uncomfortable just because it's, you know, COVID and pandemic stuff and it's, you know, just yeah. different territory. But overall, it's been good. You know, it's, we, we've, we've survived and been okay. Well, you guys are still relatively new into a marriage. So if you're both at home a lot, that's still okay, right? Sure. <laughs> or not. Or I, not. Think, I think when everything kind of started off, you know, um, my husband still goes to work, and so he's out, okay. and he'd come home, and I wouldn't have any, like, human interaction with people all day. So he'd come home tired, and I'm like, what's happening out there? What's, what's the world doing? And he's like, oh, my God, just give me a minute. <laughs> so it was almost like no, uh, back in, in the old days, yeah, you just, just let the husband totally. breathe. And yeah, right. Yeah. Like it. <laughs> he would wake up and have breakfast made for him, and he's like, "Who are you?" I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> yeah, COVID changes a lot of things. Uh, <laughs> so, but the summer was good. You got some traveling in, I hope, or some maybe not. We did a little bit of stuff with local, and okay. um, you know, got to got to just kind of be in Montana, and it was actually nice. You know, we still had some of our open gyms, and we had some local stuff with our kids, and so that was good. Just to to kind of take a step back and just be in the moment a little bit. Things get so busy, um, you know, and we went from obviously basketball season is just crazy busy, and we're 
you know, kind of passing each other and, you know, running different schedules. And then it shut down so quick and abruptly and everything shut down. And uh, we just kind of enjoyed being and did a lot of house projects and just kind of kind of enjoyed it. So it wasn't too bad. Capital Girls basketball coach Katie Garson Forbar, guest here, Jason Walker Show, Mike Miller, Stay Farm Hotline. Uh, I talked to Audrey Hofer a couple of weeks ago. And she said that if they had won the state championship in volleyball, that would bring a little bit of closure to last March with basketball and, and the way it ended abruptly. Um, do you do you still have some emptiness out there? You know, I don't know that I would call it uh, emptiness, but I think there's more of like this eagerness for us to get going again. And um, it's been really cool. You know, the girls, they, they, you know, won the state title for volleyball on Saturday and on Monday they were ready to get back in the gym and I was expecting them to want to take some time off and, you know, they were just ready to go. Um, they've been excited for season. I think that they're excited to kind of finish up their senior campaign and see what they can do. But, um, you know, it went from there was kind of that unfinished business feeling um, to now it's like, okay, let's get rolling and let's see, see what, you know, we can make happen this season. So it's more of just, just eager to be back together and have our coaching staff and our kids back together and be on the court again and see what happens. You and I were talking before we came on the air, and you kind of don't know how it's going to look when practice starts on Monday. You've been talking with Guy Almquist, the boys coach, about how to do things, and there's really not a great answer, and, and it's going to be up in the air even as you get going here yeah. on, on Monday in four days. Yeah, absolutely. And we've been really honest with the kids, you know, um, when we finished open gyms this week, it was like, you know, here's what tryout, here's the times that we're doing it. Here's, here's our date for it. Um, we're going to be adapting as we go just to really maintain social distancing and um, be really stringent with masks and disinfecting stuff and, you know, limiting that exposure with the kids. And so it, it's probably going to feel a little bit clunky at times. Um, and, you know, as, as coaches, we like to be in control of every aspect of things and, um, have it run smooth and it's just not realistic so we've had to take a st- step back as a staff and kind of evaluate okay how can we do this in the number one the safest way possible to to allow us to get through tryouts and get the most out of it um, and then you know to make sure that the kids are able to showcase their skills and abilities and be able to place kids on teams accordingly so it's definitely you know our preseason stuff is not consisted as, as much of x's and o's uh, it's been more of, okay, how do we actually make this season a success and allow it to happen? How different has this been and how hard has this offseason been? Because you are not just planning for a season, but you're planning for contingencies that nobody knew about a year ago at this time. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's always hectic trying to get your season started. Um, just, you know, the administrative stuff and, you know, getting ready for tryouts, ramping up. Definitely added a level of, uh, stress and anxiety that I don't think any of us ever expected, you know, when you're a head coach and you're running a program that this is something you're going to be dealing with. Um, But, you know, honestly, I've relied heavily on other coaches that are going through the same thing. Uh, I've got some, you know, some friends that are out of state that are coaching and they've already kind of started their seasons up. Okay. What are they doing? Um, You know, I've, I've bounced ideas even off Rochelle and seen how they're doing things at Carroll at the college level. And so, just trying to get a better grasp, um, you know, even Bill and at Corbett, mm-hmm. what are they doing? What are they up against and how are they managing things? So trying to use the resources that we have available to us and bounce ideas off of people and say, okay, what's worked, what hasn't worked, and what can we do to try and, you know, improve things on our side of it. All right, so give us an idea starting Monday what tryouts is going to attempt to look like for the next three days because you did extend that for a, a day too, right? Uh, we normally go three days. Oh, okay. um, the boys have gone two days, and then they'll start practices that third day. But he's even guys going to extend theirs, I think, to the third day. Because um, normally, like on Saturday, is our final tryout, and we'll have a morning tryout, and we'll have practice in the afternoon, um, which we won't do this year. We'll just have, have one session on Wednesday. But it definitely, we have to look at putting kids in pods. And if they're partnered up day one, they stay partnered with that person the next two days. Um and then just really, uh, as we're explaining things, making sure that we've got kids spaced out, utilizing the entire gym space, and making sure we've got them spread out that way. And anytime there's some downtime where they're they're standing listening for instruction, making sure that they're spaced out. Um, and then really, you know, trying to gauge when we can have masks on versus when they get to a certain point where we've got to pull masks off and really being aware of that, um, I think is an important thing we have to pay attention to. 
Um, but I think the biggest thing is for us, we, we have to have realistic expectations of what we might be able to accomplish on Monday and how we're going to have to adjust. And, you know, we want to see the kids play. We want to give them that opportunity. Um, but we're going to have to make adjustments as we go. And so just being okay with that and, you know, control what we can and adjust what we need to. Katie Garson Forber, our guest here, Jason Walker show coaches, the state champion capital girls basketball team. Um, this is going to be a year and it's different than volleyball. It's different than football. Um, but it's still, it, we want the kids to have a season and how hard has it been in at all, at all of this, just to think, what if, I mean, how can we get through an entire season without issues? I mean, you look at the the frontier, no conference games this weekend. They've been postponed and the big skies losing games. And, and we want these kids to be able to have a season, but as safely as possible. Absolutely. And I think, you know, what's hard is there's a huge mental health benefit for these kids. Um, that when they're involved in sports and activities, I mean, I think we all feel it as adults, how, how this has affected us. We want to do it in as safest way as possible and understanding the impact that, that, you know, COVID has on people and it can vary and it can be, I mean, it's, it's, there's still a lot of unknowns with it. So, you know, I think our approach with our kids and as a staff is there's, there's going to be changes. It's not going to go according to schedule. It's not going to go according to plan. And we have to be adaptable. And from the very start, you know, three years ago when I took over, the motto was, you know, commit to the controllables. And that is all we can do at this point. Um, I have to give a lot of credit to the administration and the ADs around the state who are trying to make this possible. MHSA has, you know, they're trying to figure out ways to make it work. Um, so we have to do our job to work with them and, be adaptable and, you know, really just kind of roll with things. And when something comes up, um, we have to, to be able to control the aspects that we can. Um, but you, we're going to see disruption and anybody that thinks otherwise is crazy. You know, it's, it's just the reality of it. And so for us, we have to make sure that our kids have the same approach and just be very upfront with them. And then at the end of the day, our kids got to keep their bubbles small. Our family, you know, the families in the program have to keep their bubbles as small as possible and just do everything that they can within their power outside of our program to help us get through as much of it as possible. It's not easy being one of the two, I guess, just you and Coach Onquist, the ones that uh, don't coach in or teach as well as coach, <laughs> but it's never easy to keep track of kids all the time when you're not in the schools. Well, now they're not in the schools either full-time, so how challenging is it to make sure that schoolwork's getting done and, and that you're staying on top of the kids too? Yeah, it's, it's definitely a different element to it. Um, I'm really fortunate to have um, coaches that are in the school, and I know that Guy is in the same boat. So as far as, you know, checking grades and attendance and things like that, um, I, I hope that we've set the expectation in our program. Um, you know, even from when Bill, I mean, he really set the tone with, mm -hmm. with grades and attendance and everything, and that's carried through. And so – you know, the expectation is you will still be a good student athlete and you will be a student first. Um, and, but we also have to be realistic and that kids are going to have different challenges academically. And um, we need to be able to have those conversations with them. So I think for us, really, the communication piece uh, is, is going to have to be even more so with our kids as the season is going on. And, you know, how are they doing? How is, how is home life? Uh, that is a struggle for certain kids, um, you know, just in the schools because there's a lot of unknowns for families right now. Right. And so really trying to, that's where building relationships with our kids is so vital. And um, at the end of the day, it's something we really talk about is loving these kids, being there for them on and off the court. And so if they're struggling academically, if they're struggling with other stuff, what can we do to help them, uh, you know, be successful? Because, Basketball part of it's just a byproduct of what we really do. And this is a time where we have to step up and be accessible to them if they need that extra support, um, you know, from adults in their lives. You're always taking classes and, and, and I don't even know the word, uh, workshops to try to figure out how to better deal with today's youth, I'm sure. Um, not only coaching clinics and the such, but there's the mental health aspect like you mentioned. Mm -hmm. Did you take anything in college to prepare you for, for dealing with with a bunch of teenage girls on a normal case, let alone now with COVID? 
No, I, I, uh, and I envy anybody that did. Um, you know, what's nice is, uh, fortunately my baby coach, he, uh, minored in psychology in college and he is just really, uh, I don't know. He's really in tune with that sort of stuff. Something that Bill and I really put a lot of time and energy into when, when I was coaching with him mm-hmm. was that continued development and not just the X's and O's, but what those other dimensions are to coaching and how we can reach kids, you know, on that more psychological level and what is impacting them. Um, and so, you know, it's like, we've talked about it a ton though. We've, we're going to have kids that are just struggling and we can see that and we can sense that with them, but then being able to get them to, to have that dialogue with us is so important, um, you know, and try and reach out and be there for them. And even just knowing that we care about them and that, you know, whatever we can do to help. But no, I don't know that anybody that was prepared for what we're adjusting to, I have a lot of respect and envy for because we're just kind of making it up on the fly, I feel like. <laughs> no, Yeah, no doubt about that. All right, I got to ask you this. Um, you're supposed to, I think, coach with the mask on. Is that a good thing for you? Because um, I know your personality. I know what you can be like on the sideline. So is wearing a mask actually beneficial for everybody, including yourself? Um, it probably is. I tend, to, I, I tend to be somewhat animated, I guess you could say. Um, I asked the girls, I was like, hey, do you guys want me to, you know, try and find a clear mask? You know, like the, the clear plastic covered mm-hmm. ones that, you know, not the face shield, but the actual mask. And they were like, no, we're good, coach. We're not super worried about that. <laughs> so, um, no, I think uh, it's, it's definitely going to be different. It's funny watching the college coaches, how they're trying to, the biggest issue that I find our kids struggle to steer us sometimes through the mask. And so uh-huh. finding a good mask that we can still be able to, you know, project, you know, project out there and stuff will be important. But um, yeah, I think the mask would probably help as far as like my facial expressions and maybe some disdain when it comes to, <laughs> you know, calls made throughout the game. <laughs> um it's going to be harder, though, because you won't have as loud of um, gyms, so you're really going to have to be careful, right? Because it's going to yeah, be pretty I, quiet yeah. in there. It will be. And honestly, what's going to get me in the most trouble will probably be comments that I'll turn and say to my coaching staff, because usually when it's loud, you know, I try to be pretty, um, you know, fairly reasonable with officials, and I think that that's <laughs> something that I do an okay job with. But when I turn and talk to my coaching staff about maybe a disagreement that I, I see, um, that could be what, what kind of gets me. So yeah, it's going to be weird having it be a lot quieter and we're going to have to make our own noise as a team. And you know, it's, it'll be an adjustment for sure. It'll be like the opening uh, couple of games at the uh, national tournament that I've been to for the women <laughs> and for the men's games where there's like nobody there. Um, that's yep. kind of what it's going to be like. Or a Saturday morning game with just parents, you know, loser out. Yeah. That's essentially what you're going to have. Um, you just, yep. you know, I just think you you, you need to, um, you can't say, what the hell was she thinking, you know, on that, because <laughs> you're going to be heard now. Um, yep. You can't really go after Flato or, or Tesh or any of these guys now, because they'll hear everything. Um, yep. <laughs> I just think it's going to be fun for you. I, I'm. I just. Yeah. I wish I could go to all these games now just to see how you and like Coach Almquist and all these coaches <laughs> how you guys adjust to the quietness. I want to see. I'm. I'm gonna wait. I want to know which coach like rips off their mask in frustration first, and uh, <laughs> it's like the tie coming off, right? The suit coat. It's gonna be the mask now, and I'm waiting to see. You know. Uh, some of the college coaches, I've seen that reaction. Somebody's going to do that in the double A, yep. and uh, it's going to be the mask frustration. And uh, hopefully, it's not me for to say that. Now I <laughs> now I need need to be on my best behavior. Is that a technical? If you throw your mask on the floor, that's a good question. We haven't had the rules clinic come out yet, so I have to verify that. Um, because you know, coaches will throw their suit jackets, or like you right. said, their ties. will rip them off and throw them. And as long as it's you know at the bench, it's okay. But if you throw your mask down right in front of the scores table, I think you're probably going to get teed up. You yeah, or get a very strong warning at first, <laughs> and then if you're like if it's a habitual thing, there's probably going to be more. Yeah, it's I don't think it's going to be good. But now I mean I'm gonna I'm making a note of that right now to verify <laughs> like because that. 
Um, yeah, put, I, yeah, it, put it right problem. on top of your uh, your your playbooks there. Um, <laughs> is there going to be more movement? Do you think, coach, between teams this year because of of COVID? Like the chances of JV varsity moving up more because of, you know, just never know. You know, I, that's something that we've honestly talked about as a staff and how we do we do we have more kids on um, to to be able to, you know, maybe help if, if we do lose kids to COVID or quarantine or something. Um, and I, I honestly, I still don't have a great answer for that. Um, I think we might see that in other, you know, in some areas. I think one thing that we're seeing a little difference of is kids that were maybe kind of, you know, I don't know if I really want to go out and I like it, but now it's a whole different level of commitment. And so we may not get some of those kids out. Um, I honestly worry about next year because there's not as many travel ball tournaments. There's not as much stuff going on. So what are our, you know, what are numbers statewide going to look like for kids coming out to play basketball? Um, but as far as how we're evaluating it with like the JV varsity and what we're looking at, you know, if we bring more kids on, we also then increase our bubble size a little bit and we lose a little bit of control with that. And so, you know, I don't have a great answer for that. That's something that, you know, we've, we've, we've spent a lot of time with and we're going to kind of let that play out a little bit um, in tryouts and just see, if that makes sense, if there's kids that should be moved up or that could be moved up to kind of help with that scenario. Um, you know, and with the shortened season with 14 games for our lower levels, we want to get them as much playing time as possible. So uh, it's definitely a concern how we how we manage, you know, the number of kids on each team and if a COVID incident were to occur, how we handle that. Well, it's going to be interesting to watch. Um, who wins? All right. It's December the 3rd, 2020, assuming there's a March Madness or May Madness. Um, are you still picking the Dukies? Oh, absolutely. I, I got to <laughs> say, though, I mean, I mean I've, gotta, I've always got to go Duke. That's, those, that's, you know, that's my, that's my guys. But uh, Gonzaga is going to be very tough, and they're going to be really fun to watch. And um, I think that, you know, they could – they have a pretty special team this year. So I – I'll be cheering for them as well because I really like what he's done with their program and the kids that they have. So I'm excited to watch them over the next few months. Yeah, the basketball. Um, your uh, coach Pilgrims hasn't even been able to start practice yet, so that still sucks. <laughs> um, I've talked to him. Um, so we, you guys, are going to be one of the few shows that we're going to be able to watch in this region. Um, so yeah. don't screw it up, okay? <laughs> Do you have a contingency Notice. if you come down, unfortunately? Like who coaches? You know, I've got a great coaching staff. Um, honestly, it's I'm really lucky to have the. Uh, we've got uh, Matt Rayout, who's my JV mm-hmm. coach. He's fantastic. He's very involved in what we do in our schemes and everything. And he's he would be just an extension of me, and so he would do great. And then we also have um, Savannah Big now is going to be on our staff this year, um, kind of really being able to float for us a little bit. And if something happens, she can she can step in and kind of fill one of those roles. She's student teaching at, at East Helena. And so it worked out well just to have her on board. And obviously she's got a great basketball pedigree. And um, so we've got a couple and then I've got Tom, Tom Dearborn, my trusty old faithful. I mean, he just, he's, <laughs> he's always there. And so, you know, we've got good options if I were to come down with it. Okay. Well, I mean, we don't want you to, cause I just got over it. Oh, how was it? Um, worse than the flu. Yeah. Uh, that I had a, a couple years ago, but um, not as bad as what I had in whatever I had in July, which floored me for like four weeks. But um, yeah. it wasn't great. It uh, uh, the fatigue is is legit. I mean, this is the wife has it too, and she's dealing with different symptoms than I am. So it's like we can't even compare because we each have different symptoms. Yeah. But I yeah, got hit harder, which is worse. Uh, I'm glad yeah. I got hit more than she did, obviously, but. Yeah, um, I wouldn't wish it on somebody. There's, I mean, I've got some enemies that maybe, but um, <laughs> that's just mean to say. So I won't say that anymore. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we got Duke, we got uh, we got uh, Gonzaga. Who wins on the women's side? The women's side, South Carolina is looking pretty tough. Um, you know, I think they'll be good. I actually think Louisville could um, could could make some noise. Um, you know, they're just, they've got solid guard returning and a couple good bigs. Um, I, I don't know the women's side. There's, it's gotten so much more competitive where, you know, five, six, seven years ago, it was like, well, UConn's going to win it again. Right. UConn's going to win it again. 
Um, you know, I think Oregon is going to surprise people. They're, they're younger and obviously they, they graduate a lot, but he's got some really talented kids that have come in. So I'm, I'm excited to see what he does with them. Um, so I honestly, you know, there's, there's a few different teams out there that could, that could surprise, uh, you know, could, could surprise some teams in May Madness or whatever that looks like. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I mean, I, I, it's tough to pick one right now. I think that, um, it's going to be a very competitive women's side and, um, you know, so much of it is going to be who can keep their team intact, yeah. um, you know, throughout the duration of it, but it'll be fun. It's fun to see. There's a lot of really good women's programs out there right now. And there's some new coaches, some coaches that have taken over programs that were struggling that are already starting to do well. So, um, I'm excited to see that. Well, I appreciate the time. I'm looking forward to chatting once uh, January rolls around and games start. Uh, do we know if there's going to be is volley is or state tournament going to be like normal or like volleyball was? You know they don't know for sure. They're proposing a couple different. They've okay. got a couple different options out there. I think they're waiting to a little bit further along how things, uh, you know, kind of move forward. Um, you know, with there's you know talk of the vaccine coming in to, to certain areas in Montana for different you know different age groups and stuff like that, different classes of people. So. I think it'll be dependent on some of that, um, you know, how numbers are doing. But right now they're looking at, you know, a similar format as volleyball. Um, but they haven't ruled out uh, doing a, a single site, separate location for, for boys and girls um, and handling it a certain way that way. So I think, I think they're kind of throwing everything out there. And then as things progress, they'll narrow it down and kind of come up with a decision as we get a little bit closer. I think there's going to be a lot of just throwing stuff against the wall and seeing what sticks and what slides <laughs> off like bad spaghetti. So, um, oh, absolutely. <laughs> hey, Coach, appreciate it. Happy holidays and stay safe. Keep your hands washed. And um, <laughs> it's a pleasure to, to, uh, to check back in with you. And um, I'm glad that we're going to be talking some basketball finally. Absolutely. No, I appreciate the, the opportunity to chat with you and uh, you guys have a, have a very happy holiday and, and, you know, keep, keep healing and stay safe and sane. Um, and <laughs> that, we'll that's long gone. This, the saneness is way out of here, coach. <laughs> I do, I do sports talk for a living. Come on. So <laughs> have no, a, no, uh, all right. I mean, as, as much as possible. <laughs> okay. Well, I appreciate it. Have a great one coach and uh, we'll talk soon. Okay, sounds good. Thanks, Jason. Yep, that is Katie Garson, a Capital Girls basketball coach, joining us. Mike Miller, State Farm Hotline. All right, so there you go. You get a little bit of an update on on potentially where we're going to be. Um, practice starts Monday across the state for basketball and wrestling and, and swimming, and hopefully it uh, hopefully we get it in. But like Coach said, there's going to be issues. There's going to be problems. There's going to be disruptions. There's going to be postponements, cancellations. There's going to be it all, and you just have to be prepared like day by day, you're changing even within the days. So uh, appreciate Coach joining us. All right, we're going to come back when we do rodeo chat. National Finals Rodeo starts tonight down in Texas for the first time in Texas since 1961. And we'll talk about the NFR. What Montanans have a chance to win next here on the Jason Walker Show. Storewide savings are what you'll find when you shop for new home furnishings at Rutgers Furniture. This means tremendous values on Helena's largest in-stock selection of home furnishings. When you shop Rutgers, you'll find storewide savings on the furniture you want for every room in your home. And you'll also find our selection of Serta iComfort, the most comfortable beds in Helena. 12-month financing is available with approved credit on most purchases over $299. Ask for details. You'll find storewide savings at Rutgers Furniture, 1010 Dearborn, Helena. Who doesn't love being number one? When your team's dominating the standings or your favorite band rocks the charts at number one, it feels good, right? Kind of like how it feels when you have auto insurance with State Farm. Because making you feel like number one is an honor your local State Farm agent takes seriously. Through the good times and not so good, your State Farm agent's proud to be here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Mike Miller in Helena today. Have you thought about buying a home and just don't know where to begin? Well, when it comes to one of the most important purchases one can make, we understand it can be frustrating and confusing, but it doesn't have to be. Let the Major Mortgage Team help you with all your mortgage needs. Major Mortgage means major service, and we would love the opportunity to help you today. Give J.R. McFadden, NMLS number 1246357, a call today at 406-465-1918 
or you can visit him at 2001 11th Avenue, Building A, Suite 3 in Helena. Major Mortgage is a division of AMCAP Mortgage, NMLS number 129122, equal housing lender. Yes, it's true that Montana is a long way from the Gulf Coast, but you can bring that Cajun flavor home with a stop at Cafe Zydeco. From po'boys to classic sandwiches, Cafe Zydeco has all the best Cajun in town. Are you in the mood for seafood gumbo or crawfish etouffee? Maybe you're craving jambalaya with some shrimp and grits. Head in for breakfast, lunch, or dinner, or call ahead for pickup or delivery. Cafe Zydeco will fix all your southern cravings, even on a chilly Montana day. Cafe Zydeco is a proud sponsor of the Jason Walker Show. New vehicles keep coming, and Capital Collision Center keeps earning certifications to repair them. They're Helena's newest GM-certified facility. No matter the make or year, they repair your car to manufacturer's standards and requirements, maintaining its safety and value. Montana State Law says it's your vehicle and it's your choice where you have it repaired. Choose Capital Collision Center, certified in GM, Subaru, and Nissan, and Helena's only shop certified in Honda, Acura, and Ford. When you value safety, go to Capital Collision Center on Euclid. Welcome back to the Jason Walker Show. Welcome back. Jason Walker Show presented by Capital Collision Center. This segment brought to you by Mark LaRoe Photography. Not only does Mark have awesome photos that you can buy, like the one sitting behind me here. Uh, that is from NS Northern Rodeo this year on July the 3rd. That was taken. But his calendars are out. He's got two calendars for 2021. They have 13 months in them. So this, I think, December is included. Maybe next, no. Anyway. They got 13 pitchers. That's what I meant. 12 months, 13 pitchers. There's only 12 months of the year. Wow. Anyway, that's the scenic Montana photo or uh, calendar. And look how big this thing is. This is not just some rinky-dink you know, bank calendar. This is a legit calendar. And then you've got the uh, Cowboys of Western Montana calendar as well, which is super cool. They're both super cool. Anyway. Uh, so get those. Mark LaRoe Photography dot com. And uh, make sure you say that you heard about it on the Jason Walker Show. Okay. You can still book portrait packages as well. I mean, you can just do a lot of stuff with MarkLaRoePhotography.com. All right, speaking of uh, Mark and rodeo, because he's really good at shooting everything, including rodeo, but the Wrangler National Finals gets underway tonight down in Arlington, Texas, at Globe Life Park Field Stadium, whatever it's called, home of the Texas Rangers. And there are some Montanans in the mix, including Richmond champion, former uh, Texas Cowboy, now living in Stevensville. He uh, sits seventh in the world. He is about 50000 behind uh, Tim O'Connell out of Iowa, but a lot of money can be won each and every night. So uh, Richmond has himself a pretty pretty good opportunity to make some noise in uh, in the, the bareback. In fact, uh, we'll run through the day sheet coming up here. In Saddle Bronc, Wyatt Casper out of Texas leads the way. Uh, former world champ, Ryder Wright, sits number two. Uh, Chase Brooks out of Deer Lodge is in there. He's uh, about 90,000, 94,000 behind. But again, a lot of money can be made up. Uh, there are three rights. Stetson, Rusty, and Ryder uh, are both Crawleys there. Just one Crawley, I believe, and that is Jacobs or Sterling, rather, and Jacobs. They're both sitting in there, seventh and ninth. And uh, there's some great ones in there too: Isaac Diaz, Taos Muncie, Zeke Thurston, Cole Elsher. Man, there's some there's some good ones. That saddle bronc is loaded. Uh, bull riding, it's led by, well, six-time world champ, Sage Kimsey. But his lead is very small. Normally, he'd all basically had it wrapped up by now, but uh, he's at 92000 for the year. And, of course, a lot of guys' money way down this year, obviously. Uh, he's got about a $3,000 lead over Kai Hamilton in second. Uh, there are no Montanans this year. you got Stetson Wright sitting in eighth. He's in there for the... Uh, 
all around as well. Um, Ruger Piva just missed out, former Western uh, bull rider. Great kid. And uh, he missed out on the finals by about $4,000. Less than $4,000. Um, that's tough. That's tough. But there's the bull riding. And then in uh, steer wrestling, Matt Reeves leads the way. 86000 almost 87000 No Montanans in steer wrestling. World Defending world champ Ty Erickson did not make it. He finished in uh, 19th. Shade Tree Atherton in 17th. I just wanted to say the name. That's his name. Shade Tree Atherton. Uh, former Montana State Cowboy Jesse Brown is in the 15th and final slot. He just made it in. Uh, Bridger Chambers missed out this year as well. And again, a lot of guys didn't rodeo as hard because they just couldn't this year. Team roping, you got some Montanan connection with uh, Clay Tryon out of Billings sitting in seventh. And uh, Luke Brown leads the way, 89,000. Uh, Clay sitting there at 57, so he can make up some ground. Uh, he's won some world champs. Uh, team roping on the healing side, Joseph Harrison leads the way. And then you've got, that's it. Oh, Chase, Chase Tryon made it uh, by about $3,000. Helena's Chase Tryon made it in the 15th slot in uh, the healing side. Uh, tie down, we talked to uh, defending world champ Haven Medjid out of Mile City yesterday. He sits... Just about 90,000 behind Chad Mayfield. Chad had a great year out of Clovis, New Mexico, 156,000. And uh, Tough Cooper sitting in second, 67,000. Haven third, 66. And Haven, of course, the only Montana in there. And then in barrel racing, you got Lisa Lockhart in 13th. She claims Ulrich, South Dakota, uh, South Dakota but uh, we know she's from Montana, Circle area. And uh, the barrel racing, other than that, is not loading, so... Um, I know Haley Kinsel's in second. Oh, here we go. Uh, Brittany Posey-Tanazi leads the way. And she made it to 41 rodeos this year. There's a newcomer, 24-year-old Jimmy Smith I'm looking forward to. She's in fourth. She made it to 54 rodeos. Tiani Schuster made it to 66. That's a lot. Lisa Lockhart, 46. And she sits in 13th. With uh, She's about 46,000 behind the top spot. So there are your leaders as you head into the world finals tonight, starting the 10 night run down in there in Las Vegas. And uh, you can watch on the Cowboy channel. You can go online too and pay some money. Um, so if you don't have cable, you've got to pay for it on the streaming services. I think Hulu's going to have it, um, others as well. So We'll figure it out. We'll know tomorrow who won. We'll run through it. Uh, we'll give you the day sheet real quick. Um, let's see here. The Montanans. Um, where are we at? Richmond champion is going to be on J-Bar J's Blessed Assurance tonight, and he should be fourth out, it looks like, in bareback. Uh, steer wrestling. Um, Jess Brown will go first, it looks like. The former MSU Bobcat. You've got uh, Clay Tryon and Jake Long partnering up, and they go they're about middle of the pack tonight in team roping. Saddle Bronc, you'll have Chase Brooks. It looks like he's going to be fifth or sixth out, and he'll be on Son of Sadie from Bar T Rodeo tonight. And then uh, tie down, Haven will be th uh, third to last because they go in order from 15 to 1. Barrel racing, you'll have Lisa going out. It appears 10th, 11th, maybe. But she, um, she'll, it, it'll be interesting, because we know the ground in, in the track in Vegas at Thomas and Mac. It's a short, short route and short pattern. Um, and it really doesn't matter if you're on top or below the ground. So it won't matter if you're 1st or 15th. But it'll be interesting to see what it's like in Arlington. And they brought in a whole bunch of dirt, as we know, uh, put on the infield there. So it'll be interesting to see. And then in bull riding, 
uh, tonight. Sage Kimsey will go uh, last, but uh, there's going to be some great, great rodeo action tonight. And uh, it all gets underway. The 62nd Wrangler National Finals Rodeo and uh, gets underway at, what is that, 7 o'clock tonight? Mountain time? Is that Mountain or Central? I think it's Central. But anyway, just look, go look at your local listings. So there you go. There's your uh, your update on the rodeo. Can't wait, man. National Finals, one of my favorite times of the year, for sure. Uh, let's see. Today is uh, National Roof Over Your Head Day, December the 3rd. On this date in 1901, at the Major League Baseball meetings, the Milwaukee Brewers franchise was officially dropped from the American League and replaced by the St. Louis Browns. 1956, Wilt Chamberlain made his much-anticipated varsity debut in college. He scored 52 points, grabbed 31 rebounds, breaking all-time Kansas records in his first game. Uh, 1968, the MLB Rules Committee adopted a series of changes designed to increase the amount of offensive run production. So the de- uh, the strike zone was decreased. The height of the pitcher's mound was lowered from 15 to 10 inches. 1968, Elvis Comeback Special on NBC aired. I think that was in Hawaii, wasn't it? Or Vegas? Hawaii. 1997, Golden State Warriors terminated Latrell Sprewell's four-year $32 million NBA contract because a couple of days previous, he had gone after his coach, P.J. Carlissimo. Latrell Sprewell, a punk. And he should have been arrested and thrown in jail. Happy birthday today, Katarina Witt. 1965, two-time gold medalist from Germany. There was a lot of kids in the 80s that had crushes on Katarina Witt. Uh, Ozzy Osbourne, born on this date, 1948. Daryl Hannah, 1960. Uh, Andrew Jackson elected the seventh president on this date in 1828. And Paul Harvey started his radio broadcast nationally on this date in 1950. Man, how much do we miss Paul Harvey, right? So much. Paul was the best. The rest of the story, his news every day, morning and, and afternoon. Just awesome dude. We're almost at the end of the show. What did we learn? And what did he miss? Time for the walk-off. All right. Uh, we talked about this yesterday, and then we didn't. So here it is. A Texas waitress uh, over the weekend got a $2,000 tip. And then she found out from the restaurant that they weren't going to pay it. San Antonio, she'd been working as a server for two weeks, had a busy Sunday shift at the Red Hook Seafood and Bar in San Antonio. Uh, While working the tables, uh, she kept apologizing to a man who was in her section. She was being slow. She'd only been there for a couple of weeks. He was like, I understand. I get it. I know in restaurants, I know what it's like. So eventually, he's like, just cancel it all, and told Emily Bauer, just give me the ticket. So she did. She didn't even notice until later that he had left a $2,000 tip writing a note that said, Merry Christmas, keep working hard. And she opened it, and she starts crying. She's like, oh, my gosh, I get to, my kids get to have, like, a, a splurge for Christmas. But then the restaurant told her they can't process a tip larger than $500. So other servers at the restaurant suggested that they pay her out four separate tips of 500 but the restaurants refused. So I don't know if that's legal. I bet you she can fight that, and I think she probably should. The dude gave her the tip, not the restaurant. And in this time, you're going to argue? if you're a, Look, I get restaurant owners are in a lot of trouble right now. Because of being shut down and, and, I mean, hell, they're shutting down the state of California again. But, and they're like a stay-at-home order, not even, it's bad. But give this woman her tip, the guy, or if you're the guy, well, he probably wants to remain anonymous. He's just a good Samaritan, wants to help out somebody, and did, and then the restaurant is screwing her. And they are not even buying dinner first. So we hope that gets resolved. Anyway, hope you had a great uh, great day. We had fun on the show. Katie Garson Forba, she's always a great, great fun to talk with. 
You can uh, go to JasonWalkerShow.com anytime to listen, rewatch anything you may have missed or want to watch again. Tomorrow, I believe, we're going to talk to a rodeo queen from Fort Worth, Dallas, Arlington area. I believe that's coming up tomorrow. Either way, just join us, won't you? Jason Walker Show. Don't forget, go to jasonwalkershow.com. We're presented by Capital Collision Center. We'll be back tomorrow. Have yourself a terrific Thursday. The Jason Walker Show is produced by the Jason Walker Media Company. Any reuse, rebroadcast, or retransmission without the express written consent of the Jason Walker Show is strictly prohibited. Just listen, watch, and enjoy.